Welcome back to the Heat Check Podcast. I am your host, Chris Patrick, and with me today, as always, my sensational co-host, the most diabolical villain on the court, Michael Benjamin. What's going on? What up? What up? Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. Glad to have you back in here. And, uh, you, you know, of course, with us, as always, the Arizona Cardinals third string quarterback, VSP Tallman. Pleasure to have you, sir. Yeah, it's good to be here. I was wondering uh, what you came up with. It was clever. Yeah, I usually uh, try and do it like a day in advance, but honestly, just kind of, kind of came whipped those up here right in show prep. But uh, yeah, I think it fits you guys. And um, you know, right now the Cardinals don't have a third string quarterback. It looks like with uh, Trace McSorley still. No, Trace McSorley is in there, but it's uh, David Blau. Blau. David Blau. And then David Blau. Blau. Who is the other guy? Is there another guy? Um. Fuck, I can't remember his name. I don't know. Yeah, they I was signed, just looking at they it. signed some other dude to the practice squad. Chris, I think you're going to have to make a song uh, about Tallman as a quarterback, like that Trace McSorley song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If you guys haven't heard that, you got to go on YouTube and check out the Trace McSorley song. Who's that by? Trace McSorley. I don't know. <laughs> it was goofy. We were listening to it it's at our your draft favorite party. quarterback. Um, <laughs> ah, who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Make sure you guys are following us across all our social media platforms at AZ underscore VSP on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And, of course, Valley Sports Plug on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube is where we post most of our content. We've been doing a lot of live streams, a lot of short-form content. we got Suns recaps, Cardinals recaps. The roundtables have been a lot of fun. Me and Michael Benjamin do Pass the Outlet. Uh, we just had a new episode up there on the streaming platforms and YouTube as well. Um, and we're, we're going to keep it rolling into the new year. Um, you know, a little late getting this December episode out. It's uh, Sunday, uh, December 18th when we're recording this episode here. But let's get right into it because a lot has happened since the last Heat Check podcast we recorded. And I think the biggest news that we first have to get out of the way is the injury to Kyler Murray and that that torn ACL now they are reporting that it is a quote-unquote clean tear which appears to be a good sign meaning even uh, saying that they could be he could be ready for week one and starting at that point in time I know a big question was his availability and what the Cardinals would be doing at the quarterback position but honestly with the whole organization there are a whole lot of questions and we're going to get into all that but first I want to kind of get your guys's you know first reaction on the Kyler Murray injury so I'll pass it over to VSP Tallman first and uh what do you got man what did you think when you saw him go down oh man it was when you when you didn't think it could get any worse it got worse and I mean we already we already threw this this season out the window but to see that happen and then it, it affects next season potentially it was just worst case scenario and you got to feel bad for the kid too and you know I mean he was he was trying he had the heart. I mean, he's crying on the little cart on the way out, but I feel bad for him. Um, very, very curious to see what happens this offseason. Yeah, a lot of questions. I mean, Michael Benjamin, did you kind of have a similar reaction? Yeah, I mean, to echo what Tallman was talking about, even though the season was kind of out the window already, you know, you're on primetime national television, Monday Night Football, you're hoping that. Kyler Murray can get some good momentum going to finish off this season strong and then figure out what happens next in regards to, you know, if Cl Cliff Kingsbury is still here, if Kime is, and we're going to dive into that as well. But for him to go down on the third play of the game on a non-contact injury, mm. 
those are just the ones that hurt your heart the most because it's just it's like why you're just asking yourself why i can't believe this man the poor kid you know it sounds like his surgery is going to happen after christmas they're waiting for the swelling to go down but if you do see a good <laughs> that comes from it with the clean tear and there's a possibility that he could be back for week one but you invested in him a lot of money and a lot of weapons around him as well you know you bring in his good buddy hollywood brown so he is kind of the guy that you're going to mold around so i don't want him to be rushed back that knee has to be structurally sound and ready to go because he is a dynamic player when he can run right I know we keep, I know he can throw. He has some semi decent pocket presence, but you know some of the bad things that happened this year was not being able to get him into space. He is a shorter guy. We always talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So he's got to make sure that that knee is good and and strong and ready to go before he comes back onto the field. But it's just a really huge blow to what has already been a very tumultuous. Very tumultuous season. I still think I said that wrong, but I sounded right. It sounded like you nailed it. Tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous. 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 Yeah. tumultuous. There the, it is. That's the voc- vocabulary. <laughs> now I said that the weird. Vocab the word vocab of word the, of, the day. of the episode. Yeah. yeah, I like it. But no, you're absolutely right. And I, I always wonder. Like, I don't. Obviously, I don't want Kyler to rush back. But I wonder what kind of player he'll be when he comes back will he be scared and a little apprehensive I mean there are a lot of athletes and everyone's different of course and and especially when you're talking about those high level athletes but there are a lot of players that an a, a major ACL injury or similar injury it's hard to come back from and it, you can totally be medically cleared and structurally sound but it's the mental game and the mental hurdle you have to get over I mean like you said that that is a big part of Kyler's game that makes him dynamic is his ability to run and get escape the pressure in the pocket and he's not ever going to be a pocket quarterback I'm sorry Never. like he can't hardly see over the offensive line and I know we criticize his height a lot um, and he can't, doesn't have any control over that but it's just the reality of the situation and, and it's going to be tough uh, we did see uh, of course he went down in that Patriots game and, and Colt McCoy took over he didn't do too terrible he had like 240 something yards no touchdowns but he did throw an interception of course we did end up losing that game 13 to 27 and uh, it's just a lot of question marks right now. I mean, Tallman, do you think Colt McCoy is a, a viable option for the finish out in this season? And what are your, kind of your expectations for the Cardinals in the last couple of games here? Yeah, he's he's going to be the starter, no doubt. Um, I mean, expectations zero. I don't have <laughs> I don't have any expectations. I guess my what what I would want is you know let's let's lose some games. Let's get a good pick at least. You know, get something out of the season. Um, McCoy's definitely going to start every game and it's really just going to be you know figure out who you got you know play some of the young guys see who can step up um see if some of those uh those rookies some of your picks will check out um I mean even today we saw Trey McBride catch a a pass which is insane um <laughs> but yeah I I don't know um I guess we'll we'll see what happens and really it's you know they're going to try to win every game it's you know Cliff's Cliff's got uh, he's on his last leg so if he can rip off a few wins maybe he has a chance I know we're going to talk about that a little later but I'd like to see him lose every game I know that sounds bad uh, but get a good pick and if we lose every game then you have to fire Cliff so 
Well, and like we've, I think we said it on the on the live stream, one of them that it kind of almost secures. We felt like it would might secure Cliff and Kimes' job uh, with the Kyler injury having an excuse as to why they're not going to do so well here down the stretch. And now it's kind of, I guess we can kind of we can kind of start touching about that, maybe bounce around on these Cardinals topics. But it's there's reports might coming out that Kime and the Cardinals might be looking to to part ways. Earlier reports were that Kime was stepping away for medical reasons, but now it, it looks like he might not come back. Um, what are like, what are you seeing as maybe some long term ramifications of that? Unfortunately, when you did bring it up last time, Chris, I was kind of in the same boat, just they're going to use that excuse. I mean, the contract extensions that Michael Bidwell gave to both Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury this year, the last thing you want to be seeing is your number one guy, Kyler Murray, go down with a season-ending injury. So that's your offer already, right? Obviously, you have a lot of time to see what really happens with Kyler Murray. But from the start of this extension, it's it ha- it's been bad, right? And then... The way that this Cardinals team has been playing, the amount of injuries just in general that they've been dealing with. I mean, four of their five starting offensive linemen are on injury reserve. Today against the Denver Broncos, their top three corners are all out. And, you know, some of the moves that Steve Kime made, like uh, bringing in Trayvon Mullen with that trade from the Raiders, he's already been released. I mean, things just seem to be going from bad to worse. But overall, with the future, I, I don't know if it's going to be more beneficial to go outside of the organization in regards to a GM or if you bring up, you know, like an Adrian Wilson. I know they love him. Cardinals fans love him. He's a one of the Cardinals greats of all time, uh, you know, the safety. He's a guy who went through the mud with this organization, played for many years with them on very bad teams. <laughs> um, but now it sounds like Steve Kime and the Cardinals are going to be parting ways this offseason. So Michael Bidwell's 0 for 2. And I think at this point, we're going to get into the Cliff Kingsbury talk a little bit too. But you just got to start to think about making a clean break and and oh, just trying to clean house and get a restart, refresh for this organization because... The unfortunate other thing that we've been talking about, too, you were trying to put this organization in full light with doing hard knocks, Mm -hmm. and they've just been cutting stuff left and right from showing the true landscape of this team and just made it kind of a media puff piece. There's no point to watch that. You're not learning the true details about what a dumpster fire this uh, this season has been and what the organization itself has been yeah. this year too. I think one of the crazier things that happens too in regards to what's going on with Steve Kime is they said that it was health reasons for him leaving, but now there might be speculations with the incident that happened with Sean Kugler. Now he's requesting arbitration because they're saying mistaken identity for the incident that happened in Mexico it's crazy with the what was it with the allegations that he inappropriately touched a female security guard yeah and now people are saying well i mean Sean Coogler is a big white guy with a bald head and so is Steve Kime so they're starting to are they trying to, to say that the, yeah they're oh. starting, starting to try and point the finger over there oh so man. 
here's the God honest truth. If it was something that the organization did and it might have been Kime and they basically made Sean Coogler the fall guy, <sighs> Michael Bidwell is going to be in loads of trouble. Now, screwed. it's all just speculation. You don't really know what's going on. But some of the other comments that were made after the news came out um, about Kime stepping away from the team, you know, reporters asked Vance Joseph kind of how you were feeling and he basically took the stance of no comment like not I'm you know that's not even a like a blanket statement if somebody's really hurt or or doing bad health wise you might go out there and say hey I I hope for the best for them I I hope they get well and that kind of stuff and then they asked Cliff Kingsbury the same thing and he said that he was disappointed I did see that, yeah. So there's just a <laughs> lot of – trying to read the tea leaves is hard, but it, 0 for 2, probably going to end up being 0 for 3 with the eventual firing of Cliff Kingsbury. But this this organization just needs a clean reset. That's it. Well, so, okay, so staying in that vein and kind of going back to what you were talking about, Tallman, with maybe looking at this dra- draft pick we have um, – a clean reset. Are we even potentially talking about moving on from Kyler Murray when he's healthy? We did sign him to a big long extension, but he could be a trade piece for for another organization looking for a quarterback of that uh, ability and type. Tallman, would you be willing to move on from Kyler if if Cliff and Kime are gone? It sounds interesting, right? Um, in all reality, they're not they're not going to trade it. Well, who? What team would even want to trade for him? You know, you, you're going to take yeah. on that much money. His contract's huge, ton of money, and he's coming back from an injury, and you you don't even know what type of player he's going to be. The Texans might so, take him. Hey, he's I mean, a Texas guy. I'm sure he'd like to go back to Texas, right? Right. Um, sounds nice. It's you know it's you know we have a history of getting a good deal from the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Um. I mean, do we even end up with the top five pick? Probably, right? Uh, maybe, yeah. At least top ten at this point. You know they'll probably just trade it. <laughs> well, who's going to be the GM, right? Exactly. I, mean, I haven't even... Have they thrown out any names yet? Or I know you said Adrian Wilson. Well, right? what even happened? Like, there has to be an interim of some sort, right? Yeah, I think it's Adrian Wilson and some other guy. So Adrian personnel. Wilson was already in the organization. Yeah, in, like, he's, the executive he's like a, office. Something with uh, personnel or... What's his Okay. Title? Well, I mean, we'll, so that, we'll look up his title, but yeah, well, and that was the thing though. Like that was the thing with Kime, right? Is he came all the way up from a uh, not ball boy, but like he was like an equipment manager. He was or a scout, a scout. Yeah. Yeah. He's a scout for a so while. Where he, he like worked 97 his way seven or 98 or something. There you go. Yeah. So he was worked his whole career with the Cardinals, gave it his all. And then now like Michael Benjamin was saying, that's great insight. Like I didn't the, connecting those, those dots and uh, looking at all those potential theories, if you will. I mean, Oh, I like a good theory. I do too. I mean, I didn't hear that. Yet. I always, that's, I did. That's crazy. I, obviously, in in this day and age, like we take, um, you know, the assaults very seriously and things of that that nature. But it did just seem kind of weird that they were just they just like sent him home, and that was kind of the only repercussion of it. Um, but I, I, I guess I don't know what else to, would be to be expected. But I don't know. I think I'm kind of with you, Mike. Like a, a clean reset sounds nice. Uh, getting Cliff out of here it sounds really nice i'd really nice but, i am so sick of that dude but we don't we don't you can't draft another quarterback well no well i don't think you maybe not draft another quarterback because that sets us back and we have a lot of aging stars on our roster um 
J.J. Watt, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins are getting up there. You can't start over there. I, I think I heard yesterday, um, listening on the radio, that uh, the Cardinals don't have any offensive linemen signed for next season. Is that so? I, I don't know if that's true. Maybe no, maybe none of the starting. I think it made, or at, at least it's none of the starting no, offensive linemen. I'm pretty time. sure they locked up Humphreys yeah, long term. Oh, except Humphreys. Maybe you know, it's except Humphreys. Rodney, uh, Rodney Hudson. I think he's done. He's going to retire. He already wanted to retire, right? Yeah. And, and then, then Justin Pugh. I think he was too. just kind of a, on a one year deal, but he's just been injured the entire time with us. So well, he had a bad injury. He's he was already going to retire. He tore his ACL yeah. too, I think. So he's done. He's not coming back. Well, so then looking about out guys that could potentially replace Cliff Kingsbury, of course, you think maybe Vance Joseph, but he's just a, he's a big defensive guy. I think you still kind of need a guy that has knowledge of both sides of the field. So who are other free agent uh, coaches, if you will? And I think a, a name comes to mind, uh, Sean Payton, perhaps. That's the sexy name, yeah. Not not a bad not a bad option. Does has he expressed? Do you guys either of you guys know if he's expressed? Yeah, he interest? said here or San Di- or I almost said San Diego. Oh my god, <laughs> the supercharges. Um, yeah. <laughs> so either the Cardinals or the Chargers. Okay, was what he expressed interest in. So that's two young quarterbacks. I'd be okay with Champagne. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Yeah. He's been to multiple playoffs. He has a, he knows how to uh, coach a star quarterback. Let's see some targeting too. I'd love that. Hey. Why not? I was going to say... J.J. Watt, 10 grand per sack, baby. <laughs> yeah, Let's go. Right. Are we going to do a hit list again? Yeah, another hit list. Let me... Yeah, so Sean Payton oh, did kind of do the media row and went around and talked about his uh, his his fanciness for <laughs> Kyler Murray. And I think when you start thinking oh. about where you're going with the future here, if Kyler Murray is going to be your guy, you need to place somebody that is a true leader to develop him as a good quarterback in this league. And unfortunately, Cliff Kingsbury hasn't been able to do that. But Sean Payton, it seems to be a kind of guy who could get under his wing and start molding him into being a a better quarterback in this league. So I definitely prefer to see him there. And that's 100% if you're going to go with Kyler Murray in the future. And to be honest with you guys, that's what this organization is going to do. They invested in him. And mm-hmm. it's going to be so. It would be so hard for him to trade him in any matter of the fact, mm-hmm. because now Kyler Murray has been in the league for what four seasons, and he's been hurt every year. Now NFL players they get hurt in general. I mean, it's it's bound to happen. It's bound yeah. to happen. It's so brutal. But he's always had those lingering ankle injuries. That hamstring always comes up every year. It yep. seems like, and now this is going to be his first true test with his first real major injury in his career yeah, he's never been hurt like time. that before yeah you just got to kind of stick it out with him see what he can do over the next two years and then i think you make that decision after that uh man the prospect of sticking it out with kyler for the next two years i guess we'll have to see i mean he has the pieces around him they might get some more wide receivers as as vsp tallman said but just the quarterback situation in general right now i just I really don't know. You... Wait, wait, Chris. What's what's happening? What's going on? Breaking news. Breaking news. Colt McCoy has been uh, injured in the game against the Denver oh, Broncos. No. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> yeah, so we're sitting here. We're watching the game as we're recording the podcast. And 
Colt McCoy goes down. Looks like he's writhing in pain. Dude, we didn't see him get carted off or anything yet, did we? No, not yet. So no, no, really. We'll try and if while we're recording this, if we get any more news, we'll we'll try and include it in here. Um, but not good. Uh, Trace McSorley's come come in so far, not looking so hot. Um, but this just goes on to like I think a broader topic and question of even with Kyler Murray coming back and the situation of now Colt McCoy going down and next season really a really weird um, un- uncertainty at the co- in the quarterback room. Who could we be looking at to back up Kyler Murray once he comes back? I mean, Colt McCoy is no spring chicken, as Michael Benjamin might tell you. Uh, he's <laughs> favorite. I think saying. he's 36, going to be maybe 37 or so next season. Uh, we got Trace McSorley, who, like we said, not looking so hot. Uh, we would have to re-sign him, I think. But some of the guys, uh, we were looking at some names floating out there. Tallman, what do you think of some of these names we threw out? Uh, Cam Newton, Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew. Do any of those names tickle your fancy? One does. Um, real quick, I was looking on Twitter for an update, Okay. and someone put on here, one could say Colt McCoy is feeling a bit McSorley right now. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That's brutal. Okay. Um, the only name I like are the ones you said, and then some of the other ones that, you know, floating around free agent-wise. Um, Jacoby Brissett, but yeah, he would be the guy, I would say. Um, don't want to start next season with McCoy. That If Kyler can't go, I mean... Love the guy, but I don't know. It wouldn't it wouldn't feel good to start the season with him. Well, so you you did point out, I think that Colt McCoy has good leadership qualities and and attributes, and I could see him going into coaching when his playing career is done. Uh, we've even seen on Hard Knocks, he has an ability to communicate and motivate his guys, uh, and you really need you really need the guys like that out there on, on the field. But I think we just saw an update flash across the screen that, that Colt McCoy is out with just a concussion in this game is what it's being ruled as so far. So he might be good to go for you know the couple last couple games of the season and might be available next season if we need him. But Mike, what what do you think about the the backup quarterback situation in Arizona? I really do like Colt McCoy and goes exactly to the situations that you've been talking about his leadership I mean he's been in the league for over a decade he's had his time as a starter but I'm just at the point where if there is any doubt that Kyler Murray won't be able to start the season it's got to be somebody else because I want to get off on a a semi-decent foot I mean there's a lot of different moving pieces that have to uh get reworked into order for this team to be successful next year but there's just got to be it goes back to kind of the clean house mentality we got to start getting some new blood in here some fresh faces some guys that are going to come in here and start to rework the culture and I mean I look at this list and obviously it's just going to be a short fill-in kind of spot like Jimmy Garoppolo is an unrestricted free agent but he's injured as well done for the year who knows if he'd be able to start next year I feel like he's more so kind of a system quarterback and has worked well with San Francisco I don't know what you know a, a, a new fresh start would really do for him I you know Jacoby Brissett that that name keeps coming up because all he does is go to new places and fill in and be pretty successful to start so there's just gonna have to be some overall changes um 
throughout the secondary, throughout the offensive line, with our backups. And I think a lot of that is going to come down to the draft as well. And, you know, where where do you go and what's the kind of first piece that you look to start rebuilding this core and, and move forward? I think it's going to be very interesting to see with all these changes we're anticipating from the general manager, potentially the coach. Of course, we obviously we think Kyler Murray is going to come back, but that a new system, a new coach brings a new system. And how many of these assistant coaches are also going to stay and how much turnover is there going to be in that area? I mean, we've already seen they're they're kind of running light with the couple of guys they've had to fire already. Um, there was that running backs coach earlier in the offseason, I think, or early in the season who who got fired for some domestic um some legal troubles and then the now Sean Kugler had got dismissed in Mexico City so it's it's interesting there's going to be so much change in that that office the front office and on the coaching staff to where I'm, I I want to ask you Tallman how do you think the team will adjust and how quickly can, do you think they can adjust to a new system, not only on the field, but with maybe a, a culture and style that the new general manager might want to impose? Well, there's going to be growing pains, of course. Um, I mean, it'll probably take some time. The biggest catch here is, you know, Kyler's got a major injury. You bring in a whole new coaching staff, a whole new system. He's not even going to be able to have time training camp he's not going to do he's not going to participate in training camp no way so how is he going to learn a new system when he can't even get on the field so that's the other curveball thrown into this is do you even risk putting kyler through that do you keep cliff around and his system around because that's all he knows you know it's going to be really tough and that that injury by kyler just really i'm going to say it really fucked us it really did that was the bad word. One bad word for me. I've been, I've been, I've been doing good. I've been trying to find <laughs> alternative I, I did, ways to I did express say the my frustration earlier. Um, That's all right. But we, we, it's kind of our on brand for us. I mean, yeah. we're we're not trying to be super. super Have you correct. seen a Tallman ticket? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Let's ride. How how have the Tallman tickets been doing? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> it's been. Um, be we, honest with the we, people. Uh, it's we're basically we're like the Cardinals at home. We we don't win. So it, if it wasn't for that other bet yesterday, I would be really screwed. But um, yeah, we uh, lost again today. That's tough. I think we've gotten close one time. I think I missed it by like one game one time. It was like a couple weeks ago, I think. You're always right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The gravy, the the gravy train. The gravy ticket was ticket. like one away. Yeah. Because you picked right. the Seahawks. Though. I picked the Seahawks. And they lost it over time. You know, there, we might have to implement some rules next year for the Tallman ticket in <laughs> no, regards no to Seahawks. What, what teams can be bet on and, and what spreads are, are allowed. Dude, I was really feeling this one, though. I had the cash-out option for like 75 bucks. should have taken you it. You should have taken it, man. What would you put on it, 20 or something like that? I did put 20 on it because I had that money. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you hit a pretty nice one. Yeah, Tallman, Tallman doesn't lose all of his bets, only the ones that he posts on. <laughs> only on, the on ones that he's yeah. given out to the people. Still a professional uh, money loser, but, <laughs> you know, you, it's what you came here for. He's keeping the goods to himself. Yeah, right. How, how you, you have to pay. You have to pay for those good picks. Those yeah. Locks. Speaking speaking of gambling, us uh, the us three and the, some of the Valley Sports crew are going to be heading out to Vegas next month. 
Uh, yeah. So you might see us posting some content from out there. Hell yeah! Oh, uh, it should be do, uh, should be a good time. Vegas edition. The Vegas edition. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, we'll have some playoff football. So we'll do some special parlays on that. It's wild card week. Maybe we can we'll do like a there. maybe we can do like a Facebook live at a sports book or something like that. I like it. I don't know. We'll see. That's a great idea. Trying to trying to spread. Um, we we've been. I just want to. I'm like throwing out stuff out there now while we're just kind of shooting the shit. Um, Michael Benjamin has been talking about doing a ticket giveaway. Yes, sir. Do you want to maybe tease or maybe talk about some of what you're thinking about for this for this giveaway? I think so, man. I think this is a perfect time to start kind of getting it in the ear of people making sure that you're following our socials because the main posting will be on there probably on instagram and we're looking to give away some a pair of suns tickets uh looks like it'll be the january 30th game against the toronto raptors some really good seats too section 109 row 11 i mean you get you you could almost smell the sweat on the floor from there, you know, getting really close. Gross. No, it's a it's a good seat. Like I've gone to uh, several games with Michael Benjamin in those seats, and it, he he almost describes it as the uh, 2K view when you're playing. Uh, if you're playing video games, he only took me to a preseason game. That's not fair. Oh, and then got, we went. We watched. Cody got uh, stuck with the preseason. I did, but we left halfway through, and then we went to Friday's front rows, what or TJ Fridays at uh, Chase Field. We watched that. Yeah, the playoff game. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Was that that the was against the D-backs, Dodgers? Right? Yeah, D-backs wild card game. I mean, that feels like ages ago now. Well, maybe because it was. <laughs> maybe whoever wins the tickets, maybe you can convince them to take you, and you can experience those seats. Okay, I like that. <laughs> That'll be one of the stipulations. So whoever wins, <laughs> you to, you whoever wins, take, you can take VSP yeah, Tallman you with you. Me, you must take. You VSP must take VSP Tallman. I'll buy you dinner. No, it's a good time. Um, you can buy an eighteen dollar Tallboy. Um, enjoy the seats. Uh, it, it's really fun, though. Um, the Toronto Raptors are a pretty hot team right now. Uh, they uh, have Fred Van Vliet, who is a who is who's the other guy up there? Pascal Siakam. Siakam. Pascal Siakam. He's on a, a a mission this year. He he should be an All Star for the East for sure. Yeah. Well, and of course, you're Phoenix Suns, and we can we should talk about them right now a little bit because since it's been a month since we did a heat check podcast if you're only listening to the heat check podcast uh the suns had a, a tough uh road trip a tough skid where they lost i think five straight um and like six of eight but they lost in that stretch also they lost two to the pelicans but just yesterday on on the 17th they did beat the pelicans in a crazy comeback i think they were down 23 points at one point the suns were and they came all the way back behind a 58 point performance by devin booker where um tallman were you telling me he scored 25 points in a row that was mike mike <laughs> mike you told me that he scored 25 points in a row 25 in a row that's that incredible he's coming down and he was on fire he was the main primary offensive weapon to get back into that game. And at the end, when he was doing his interview, Damian Lee came over and splashed him with the, some water because he was too hot. 58 points, six rebounds, five assists, six three-pointers. The tough thing about the Suns' stretch over uh, you know, the past two weeks, though, was a little bit of the inconsistency from Booker. And he did go down with that hamstring injury and missed two games. It seems like he's right back on target. At least we broke the losing streak, you know, starting getting some good momentum rolling in the right direction. We broke it by beating the Clippers 
uh, basically against their C squad. Like everybody was out. <laughs> Kawhi was out. Paul George was out. I believe Reggie Jackson was out. John Wall. So, but that's what you got to do to get out of the slump. You play who you play, and they handled business pretty convincingly, and and were able to split the season series with the Pelicans. I think that was a really good momentum boost for this team, and it was desperately needed after the past two weeks. Wait, you mean we don't have to play the Pelicans again? No mas. <laughs> they unless, maybe until the unless playoffs, we see in the probably. I, I like this brewing rivalry, and I am... I hate that city. I can't... I can't say I I don't hate on him too much. I like Zion. Um, I do. I've I've kind of low key liked Brandon Ingram. Um, kind of followed his career a little bit. I don't like Alvarado. Grand Theft Alvarado. Uh, he's been having a sneaky season though. Mm-hmm. He's he's a, he's one of those scrappy try hard guys because he, he's had to work hard to get to where he's at. And like props to him. Like he does. He's a pest. And like like I've said before on on other other streams and stuff is he's the guy where you love him if he's on your team, but you hate him if he's not. Um, but that would be a fun matchup to see in the playoffs are the Pelicans and the Suns. We got them last season. You want to go through that again? But they didn't have Zion. <laughs> who who knows, man? I mean, I, I would be open to it. We've seen, though, in this stretch, though, like like you said, Booker was coming back from his hamstring injury. Chris Paul had, uh, was it an ankle injury? Uh, the, his right heel. His right heel. Yeah. Oh, a heel injury. And then DeAndre Ayton had the ankle injury. So all three of our, ta- our stars uh, were kind of in and out. With these injuries, Chris Paul had a, the longest stretch of being out. And within that, we had to rely on these other players to step up and fill in, like a Mikel Bridges. Of course, we know Cam Johnson also still out. And is I, is he coming back this season? Yeah, it sounded like since he had the meniscus tear, he didn't go for the reconstruction. He ended up doing the snip. So instead of being oh. you know, six months, possibly season ending, uh, it sounds like it would be one to two months. So... He's getting close. I mean, uh, he was already back at practice doing some shooting around. No shit. So probably a couple more weeks, and, and then he'll be back into the fold. And hopefully by the time that he does get here, you know, we'll be closer to full strength. So it'll be a, a welcome sight to see him back on the floor for sure. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying because uh, what I was getting at is we had to rely on these guys like Damian Lee. Of course, I think I mentioned Mikel Bridges, and he's been – woefully inconsistent mm-hmm. he'll have incredible nights where he puts up a bunch of points has a bunch of rebounds some defensive stats of course we always lean heavily on him for his defense but then there's other nights where what mike what were the stats from his uh we, we got to pull that up real quick tom is he went four for 24 from the floor four i think he i think he set a nba record for how bad he was that's an nba record <laughs> four for 24 and then two for 10 from the three-point line it was uh that's uncharacteristic not good yeah not good and i don't know just the landry shamit has proven to be a way a terrible signing that's making james jones look bad he's like it's almost like a a pretty close comparison there in a way to steve keim where we had these keim time signs and oh it's incredible and it's all fun and games early on and then miss those and then later on, in the last five, whatever, six years, we haven't seen Kime do absolutely anything, um, in my opinion. I mean, you can say Kyler Murray, um, but and that, but that was a ballsy choice after taking Josh Rosen the year before and trying to sell us that Josh Rosen was the franchise quarterback of the future. So it's like, how many of these false bills of goods are you going to sell us to the fan base just to have it be a bust? I mean, Kyler Murray, you can write his injury into the, the season like clockwork, but we, we did talk about the Cardinals, and, and I don't want to get too caught up, but back to my 
my point about James Jones is that now we're seeing the criticism of him that we've talked about in his lack of movement, where we still have Jay Crowder. He hasn't been moved. All he did this last offseason really was uh, sign Damian Lee and also fuddle around with DeAndre Ayton's contract and have him sign the offer sheet with Indiana and match it. And, oh, we were always going to bring him back. And it's just, I don't know, not not incredible optics, but in a, in a way we're running it back, which is nice. But these, these uh, bench pieces aren't stepping up. Jock Landale flashed. But now, Mike, do you think Jock Landale's taking a step back? I, I still think that he's too young. He hasn't found his footing within the NBA game truly yet. Like... I don't think he's ever going to be a starter kind of guy, but is he a backup that can give you 25 minutes and be serviceable? You know, 12.8 rebounds a night within those 25 minutes, I think could be the cap for him. But yeah, exactly, Chris, going back to the, the, the bench woes, and it was something that we were worried about to start the season and just the overall inconsistency from that entire unit. It seems like the only guy who has really been consistent the entire year has been Damian Lee, which was a surprise. Mm-hmm. And now over the past probably week or so, Josh Okogie, he's starting to get some more minutes, basically taking over Landry Shamit's minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he's a hustle guy. I think last night we were looking at his stats. He went over from the field, but he had a couple of free throws and he had yeah, like some huge so, yeah. offensive rebounds down the stretch. He was hopping game. up for those rebounds. So it's crazy, man. When we signed Landry Shamit, I don't think I ever really took a look at the overall aspect of that in regards to when we signed him, I didn't think the money was crazy, but like, I just always felt like he was going to be a throwaway piece. Like he was never really going to be anybody that was like a super contributor. I think James Jones just threw those $10 million a year at him to see if maybe he could be something. I mean, he did show flashes with this shot, but he's been the a worse free throw shooter in Phoenix than any of his stops so far. A four-year contract is such a long time, though. Right, but it's it's also a small enough contract that it is kind of trade bait, and you can use it to get things That's off true. the books and whatnot. But the worst part about that situation was the timing. When we were trying to see if we could re-sign DeAndre Ayton, and then we, right. and then we just didn't bat an eye to sign Landry Shamit while all that <laughs> fiasco was going on and yeah. it just ended up going into some of the things that went wrong last year and you know at the at the end of the day you can you know sit back from your ivory tower and try and put things in perspective and say oh I, well I would have done it differently then but it's also some of the things that we've been talking about with DeAndre Ayton and his inconsistency to be getting paid the max that's probably why it did take so long and they were sitting and they didn't want to give him that extension last year and then let him go to restricted free agency and then kind of it was all a mess at the end of the day but (sighs) Landry Shamit he gets so much flack dude it's kind of like I'm not sad it is deserved I mean he's he's I don't want to say he's no good but He's just not the right fit. Yeah. And, but well, I hear it from a lot of people, not just from you, Chris, that's for sure. No, it's out there. And, and that's what, that was some of the criticism that got thrown at me because on, 
our Suns recap, I tossed some praise towards James Jones for kind of turning around this organization, which I still think he did. He he came in here and brought us from a loser team with Eric Bledsoe to, you know, Devin Booker was here. He was scoring 70 points in Boston, but we weren't getting anywhere. We weren't reaching the playoffs. We, we, we were dog shit. But James Jones came in, he made some moves, and he was good early on. Uh, but now I do wonder, like with this Landry Shamit deal and Mike, like we're talking about a four-year deal, $10 million a year, we need cap space for guys that I think we want to keep here long-term, like Mikel Bridges, like a Cam Johnson. Now, we did secure up uh, Mikel Bridges, so he's here and, he, and we're paying him, but now we're going to want to pay Cam Johnson. And what other pieces are we going to want to put around him? Could... Uh, Landry Shamit be a piece that we put in a package with Jay Crowder when the time comes for us to ship him out of here. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that necessarily. Like you said, Josh Akogi at the at the two guard, maybe being able to play the three a little bit. Um, he hop gets up for those rebounds. He's a hustle guy. He can shoot the three also. Uh, Tom and I, I know you're not not really big and hip on the basketball side of things, but. Um, would you like to see the Suns get get rid of Jay Crowder and start making some movement as as we kind of move later into the season here? Why haven't they already? That's a big question, right? I think we'd all like to see them do something with Jay Crowder because he's just sitting there collecting a paycheck, and not doing anything, right? So yeah, pretty get, much. Get a piece, get something that can help you out, and go from there. Like I, what's he doing? Uh, it's it's terrible, and and I think the fact that they're not. That he's not playing and it's dragged on this long because when I, when I heard he wasn't playing, I felt like a deal was imminent and like something was going to happen pretty quick. But now that we're almost halfway through the season here, we're almost at Christmas, and he's still not playing, not showing up. Like you said, Thomas still collecting a paycheck. I get that there are more players that become available um, around this time in the season, and especially as we get closer to the trade deadline. And there have been some names floated out there. Um, I know, Mike, I've heard Kyle Kuzma. How does that tickle your fancy? I'd love it. I mean, I, I'm sorry I keep saying tickle your fancy, but no. <laughs> Doesn't he get paid a lot, though? He does. It would have to be definitely yeah. some extra pieces moving around as well. I mean, we've been searching for a power forward for three years, it seems like. So uh, I like his game. He's definitely become a better shooter from the outside as well, and he has some size and length, and I feel like he'd be a good piece to bring in. Absolutely. Just how does it work unfortunately at the end of the day yeah and on paper i've seen i've seen other people um especially on like reddit throwing their draft machine predictions in in there and uh one of the deals that kind of works out is getting like a guy like grayson allen um because the bucks have expressed interest in jay crowder and he's one of the only guys that contractually kind of kind of makes sense on paper um as far as like those those numbers matching up because that's a good point like talman you say that uh, Kyle Kuzma is kind of a higher contract guy, but so is Jay Crowder. I think we're paying him ten plus million uh, a season. Uh, we s- that much? How do I get that gig? <laughs> you uh, you brick a lot of threes in the playoffs <laughs> when we get to sit at home and make Instagram yeah, videos. Pretty much, but it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I think there's going to be some moves made for sure. I don't think James Jones is just sitting on his hands, not doing anything. I'm sure there have been calls made, and there have been some some prospects per you know thrown out there but he wants to make the right deal and not just any deal and I can respect that and and we are winning with the team we have at one point in the season we were the top in the west we're still in the hunt in the playoffs it's a tight race in the west in your conference right now for the Phoenix Suns and and really all the NBA teams but 
I'm optimistic. Obviously, as long as we make the playoffs, I think that's important. And keeping guys healthy like Chris Paul, uh, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker, keeping our core healthy. And once Cam Johnson comes back, we can kind of really get this machine rolling again. And we don't have to focus on winning and get not well we do have to focus on winning that's not what i'm saying we have to not focus on getting franchise records for the most wins in a in a season or being the number one seed necessarily because nobody cares and nobody remembers who the number one seed is any given season what they remember is who won the championship that season um and so i can sit here and say i'm proud of us making the finals against the bucks and being competitive in that series to a point but at the end of the day we didn't win um, and again, it's another mark on the Suns franchise history of us coming up short. So that's that's the last I got to say on that. I mean, this is the last episode of 2022 that we are doing of the Heat Check podcast. But like I said, we'll be back next year. So, Mike, you kind of said uh, and proposed that we kind of do a little just re- recap and reflection on, on uh, Valley Sports Plug the past year and maybe some uh, looking forward in, into next year. And I've just I just got to say personally that I'm really glad that we relaunched this. We did for those of you who may not know, we did try and we the birth of Valley Sports Plug was in 2019 where we tried to launch this. We had a website and I think we really just bit off more than we could chew. We were writing articles, we were doing the podcast. Um we didn't quite do live streams or videos yet. Uh so we've really once we relaunched here kind of transformed and uh, done a lot of different things and it's been fun. Um, Michael Benjamin does a lot of the video editing and, and shout out to him. Almost, actually, all pretty much all the video editing uh, that you've seen from our recaps for the Suns and the Cardinals, as well as uh, other things like the TikToks that he's been posting, the Tallman Ticket uh, when we filmed those. So make sure you show love to Michael Benjamin in the comments. But Fellas, I uh, I want to open up the floor to you guys, and and Mike, really, I want to pass it to you first. Uh, being being uh one of the main main guys here at Valley Sports Plug, doing a lot of the work here, and uh, what are you kind of thinking as we close out the year? Well, I appreciate those sentiments, Chris, but at the same time, you you aired the dirty laundry that I'm the one who's doing most of the editing. So now, if people don't like it, they know who to blame. So, <laughs> but just collectively, don't just shout right at me, but you know, I guys, I've just had so much fun, you know, these past eight months. It looks, you know, going back to Heat Check Podcast 1, when you, Chris, and BSP Tallman kind of restarted the engine here. And uh, April 4th, 2022 was when that first episode of the Heat Check Podcast dropped. And it's just been all Dang. systems go since then and just adding little different things as we go on, right? At first, we started with the podcast. Then we started to break down into those recaps, just give little smaller tidbits of content to the people in in bite size, you know, ways. I know sometimes it's hard for people to look at a hour and 30 minute live stream and say, okay, well, when do I have the time to watch that? So right. you got to have those options, but there's just so much to talk about Valley Sports. And I mean, I feel like we started in such an incredible year, just with all the craziness that's been going on, the Suns have been good for the past couple of years. Finally, thank the Lord, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> the Cardinals and having their presence be kind of more in the national spotlight. Obviously, a lot of things have not gone well with them, but it just gives us more things to talk about. And then, you know, as 
this train was still going on, we were talking about our love for basketball, and that's what branched out to pass the outlet. Yep. I think one of the things is when we started back in the day, our initial podcast name was The Outlet, right? Yeah. And I think we had done two episodes, and right after that, the Suns came out with their official podcast, and it was called The Outlet. And I think that was when Mm -hmm. some of the momentum kind of started to go in the wrong direction for us, just because, you know, the Suns are the Suns, they're the the mainstay and to have something that's named exactly the same thing you you look and try and see okay well how do we transition where do we go from there right we took some time off and now we're back stronger than ever and i can't wait to see what happens next year yeah no 100 percent. and i think that a big part of it has been us tapping into the youtube streaming because um, we can, we, like we said, we committed to when we relaunched it, like you said, me and Tallman did that first uh, Heat Check podcast. And it, we said we were going to do it once a month. And we still are. We, we've we done it once a month since then. Uh, and with those live streams, though, we're able to get bring you more content and every week. And then me and Mike got to talking and, and doing the shorter form content. Because like he said, not everyone has time to do the 90 minute live streams or watch those back. But also being able to tap into f- discovering Spotify and Apple Music. And we really want you guys to let us know also, you know, we have the comments on, on those social medias on Facebook and YouTube and even Twitter where you can let us know what you might want to see or or some critiques of what we're doing. I mean, Tallman, what, is, what has been your kind of experience or thoughts on, on the last year and, and doing this content with us? Well, you guys are going to make me cry. It's so beautiful. Oh, man. It's just... Oh. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, too bad we have a terrible football team to talk about, but um, it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, and I guess just props to you guys for, uh, you know, being responsible for a lot of the content. I kind of just, you know just kind of there <laughs> what are you talking about dude the freaking mainstay of our content is the tallman ticket yeah, t- yeah. our tiktok is carried by the tallman oh ticket is it right yeah now. okay yeah. yeah just uh someone uh cussing a lot and losing money <laughs> so but no I, that's it's been it's been great i've really enjoyed the tallman tickets as well so hey you still got three weeks left man we're, hey, we're, we're gonna we're doing playoffs and the playoffs playoff edition oh, that's right and the playoffs. Super Bowl edition and then shit we might just start doing baseball i don't know uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. I love it. Would that be a weekly, daily? How much money do you think I have, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, after after last night, I don't know. Well, that's a, that's Vegas money, baby. That's fa- there you go. Like I said, we're gonna try and bring you more content. Like uh, we, me and me and Mike did a Facebook live stream during training camp for the Cardinals. Uh, so we'll be maybe be able to sneak some some fun content in there, like when we go to the to las vegas or like we've talked about if we're ever at a game and we're live we might do like an on the street interview talk to suns fans out there live kind of get their perspective we still have to go to that sports book outside of the stadium cardinals mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah that, that's, is that an mgm sports book i think it is yeah yeah man so that'll there's, be fun there's a lot of different things we can do and we'll we'll keep bringing you other content too like we do those round tables and we do brand ourselves as obviously valley sports plug and pop culture so we want to really tap into more of that pop culture also so that we can uh, reach a more broad audience but also 
kind of you know relate to our our fans and and kind of what you guys might want to be hearing about because of course there's a lot going on with valley sports but there's also other interests that we all share and other other fun things to talk about um we've we've like me and ian have had a live stream about a month or so ago where we just kind of shot the shit about old cartoons like street sharks and uh animaniacs and freakazoid yeah did you ever watch street sharks no what is street sharks i didn't watch street sharks either (laughs) but okay you have to go back and watch the live stream, Tallman. Right, I, I don't I know do. where you were, but okay. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about this brand and what we do oh, is so when it comes to Valley Sports, Arizona as a whole has a lot of transplants, right? So there's very few of us, unfortunately, that are really diehard Phoenix fans, Arizona fans. But that doesn't mean that other fans of other teams can't get involved within the conversation because sports as a whole is always about how the leagues are doing how other players are doing who's in the spotlight and that directly involves our teams as well so i mean i've had incredible times chopping it up with ian coming in talking about the yankees and the brooklyn nets specifically especially when all the kevin durant talk was going on and you know having buddies on like chevin nooney who's a big chicago bears fan my brother-in-law is a big chicago bears fan and it sparks the conversation not just within the live streams or the content that we talk but it sparks the conversation you know when you see your friends or you see those people and they talk about hey i heard this on the pod that you guys were talking about this is what i was seeing this is what i was thinking about and this is for the people of Arizona, man. This is for everybody who's here, who's tapped in, watching these teams through thick and thin. And it's been so fun, man. And we're I feel like we're just scratching the surface with some of the things that we're doing and the eventual kind of content that's going to come down in 2023. So, Well, exactly. I just can't wait to see where we take it because we keep adding on layers and uh, like I said before, it kind of felt like we had bit off more than we could chew. But right now, I think we're really doing a good job of managing and maintaining what we're we're able to do and finding the time. Um, this last week was very busy. Um, we did a lot in this last week, which is probably going to be a little bit abnormal because we had a su- it just ha- so happened the Cardinals, the Suns recap landed the same week, and then we also did a live stream. We did the PTO live stream, and then now here we are, even a few days later. Uh, recording this this podcast, which we'll get out to you in a couple days. I think this will probably drop on Monday or Tuesday. But you know, yeah, look look for us, man. Like this has been a lot of fun, and and I really look forward to to what we've been doing and bringing on these these guests and getting these different perspectives. Um, another person that comes to mind that I really want to thank for their input is Ben Miller. Uh, when he's come on on some of the live streams and really shared a lot of insight on what's going on with ASU. Uh, he's a graduate of that school and was really tapped into the the football and basketball program and what they were doing and continues to do so. And and he's also another guy in another state where he can share a perspective from there as well. If we ever needed him to, I'm sure he could comment on some other college teams as well. So we have people that can bring you a unique perspective and opinion and insight on various topics. And that's that's one thing we want to do. We all, Of course, we're very opinionated. Um, myself, of course, all of us really, we're big personalities, but we also want to bring you just some of the facts and stats that you might not be hearing. Um, I know a lot of us get those push notifications from ESPN or whoever, but 
uh, we really kind of dive deeper, I think. And that's, I think we want to do things that set us apart. So like I keep saying, like your feedback is going to be crucial. Um, and we're really kind of at this point, more of a, a homegrown, going to be a grassroots thing where we're not sinking money into this. We're sinking our time into it, but we're not trying to get fake, like we're not buying likes, we're not buying plays or views or anything like that. So when you see a hundred, you know, 80, a hundred views on our YouTube videos, like that's all organic. We're not out here buying thousands of views just to try and boost our shit and make it look good. But fellas, this has been uh, a good, a good talk, a good year. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say to the people in the Valley Sports Plug fans? Uh, Tom, and I'll give you the floor first to, to say your last words of 2020. Yeah, um, start off by saying I'm sorry. Um, Arizona Cardinals are terrible. Can We, we should just turn it off, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, did we just see the Broncos we, just score? Yeah, they did, yeah. So and it's, it's I think uh, your favorite quarterback, he threw the worst pick I think I've ever seen in my life. Whoever made that song about him, they should probably go to jail. Embarrassed. It's just ridiculous. Um, but no, yeah, just uh, we're out here. We're doing it. We're going to keep at it, whether you like it or not, and uh, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, a couple of shout-outs. I mean, shout-out to you guys, VSP Tallman, Chris Patrick. Shout-out to you know everybody who's hopped on to the live streams. Um, ben Miller, Ian, Davey, Matt. Uh, Raymond, Chevin, Jacob, Moreno. I appreciate you guys so much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We will see everybody in 2023. Let's go. Yes, sir. Mike covered it there. Thank you to all the Valley Sports Plug family, all the fans and people who have tuned in, giving us those likes and subscribes and hitting that that bell so you get the notifications when we're going live we're not always on time but give us five ten minutes to sort out the the difficulties and we'll, we'll get to you we'll get to you and you can always catch us on the the playback too just because the live stream ends doesn't mean you can't go back a couple days later and watch it and then you can skip through it if michael benjamin is rabbling on and saying some shit you don't want to listen to you can get to tallman's take and, and hear what he has to say uh, but it's all love, guys. I'm I'm stoked. I look forward to the next year. I felt like really good about what we just did this last year. And, um, you know, just a lot of love. So for Michael Benjamin and VSP Tallman, I am, of course, Chris Patrick. The last episode of 2022. This was the Heat Check Podcast. We'll see you all in 2023. Have a good one. Let's ride. Peace.